Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Burrell's unedited podcast, episode number 76, I believe. Took a two-week break just for, you know, uh, holiday season, stuff like that. Wanted to take a little break. Um, next week will be a, a big one because we're going to have a giant fee segment for uh, post-regular uh, season, stuff like that. Today we're going to have my post. We'll start off my post-week week 16 NFL Top 16 Power Rankings. Then we're going to get into... My 3.5 NFL mock draft. Um, my post non-conference top seven teams in college basketball. My Premier League predictions post World Cup. I, I went on to the predictor th- uh, predictor website, predicted the rest of the fixtures, and I have the rank this the rankings, the top twenty, and everything. We'll go through that. Then we're gonna have some awards here on the podcast. Uh, my player of the year in each sport with a runner up and third place. Um. And then we're going to get into my 2022 MMA awards. We will have upset of the year, submission of the year, KO of the year, fight of the year, breakthrough fighter of the year, female fighter of the year, and male fighter of the year um, for the awards there. Then we're going to get into, I'll announce the fifth and the what were the final fan fight pick standings for the fifth one. And then we're going to get into the second to last fantasy or podcast fantasy football league update. So not a giant podcast today. You know, but it'll be a good one to get out there and just get back in the groove. And then next week we'll we'll hit on a big one. Obviously, we'll have KB and the boys on Thursday, um, and stuff like that. So yeah, it'll be a fun podcast. I'm gonna grab a drink before we get going. So here we go. My post week sixteen NFL top sixteen power rankings. At number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Chiefs get a solid 24-10 win over the Seahawks, and the Cole really played great defense. The defense really showed up for them um, in that game right there. San Francisco 49ers in it too. Um, and people are going to say, where are the Eagles? And it's not even really about the loss, because I know they played with Gardner Minshew. It's about who I think is better right now, and I think that these two teams are better. The San Francisco 49ers, yes, with Brock Purdy, I think they're better than the Philadelphia Eagles. My Super Bowl prediction as of today would be Chiefs versus 49ers. Um, but yeah, I'm going 49ers. Um, they've looked really good. They continue to look good. Uh, offense was really clicking against Washington. Good one there. Philly coming off the loss to Dallas at number three at 13-2. and two. Buffalo um, off the win in Chicago goes to four at 12-3. and three. Cowboys getting the win over Philly. They are at five at 11-4. and four. Cincinnati Bengals at six at 11-4. and four. Coming off, uh, you know, we're up 22-0, kind of let New England back in the game. New England really should have taken the lead there late. Um, but Cincinnati with a big one against Buffalo this coming um, weekend. Monday Night Football, actually. Uh, Vikings in at 7. Went over the you know, game-winning field goal by Greg Joseph to beat the Giants. They're in at 7-8. Los Angeles Chargers didn't look very good, but the defense played well. I know it was against Nick Foles and, you know, the Colts, but 20-3 win. Good for them. They're, they've locked themselves in the playoff. Ravens at nine. Just because I have them under the Chargers, I don't know what, what are we getting. Are we getting Lamar? Um, I still think they're a good team even without Lamar because they have a really good defense. But I don't know. If, they're definitely not a Super Bowl contender without Lamar, though. But they're in there at nine. At ten, the Jacksonville Jaguars at seven and eight. They've played really well. I think they're going to you know, win. I think Who do they got this week? Got the Texans and then the Titans, I think. I think they're going to win both of those. And they're going to come into the playoffs hot. Um, I got the New York Giants in there at 11. You know, tough loss, but they played well. Uh, had a chance to win the game. 
you know, were there tied 24-all. You know, 60-yard field goal goes in, but they're in there. Dolphins at 12 at 8-7. and seven, They've really slipped. And uh, haven't just slipped, but, uh, you know, Tua, who knows when, if he's going to play again this year with the uh, with the concussion stuff. So they're down there at 12. Green Bay Packers in at 13. Can they get in, you know? Um, they got to win out and, you know, have still some stuff happen for them, but they got to win out and they've, you know, they've looked good the last few weeks. Tampa Bay at 14, you know, tight win, but, you know, the NFL, it's really a top heavy league in my opinion right now. So I think, you know, they're going to be in my top 16 Redskins in at 15, um, at seven, seven, one. And then I got the Patriots, you know, you go Patriots or Lions here. I went Patriots. I just don't think the Lions defense is good and I can't trust golf. Patriots at least have a good defense. Um, so yeah, I'm going Patriots at 16. So let's get into the mock draft. Uh, this is technically the seventh mock draft, so I go by halves. So this is 3.5, so this will be mock draft seven. Who knows how many we're going to get to. You know, I've been doing, like I said, I'm going to be doing one per week. Sometimes I won't go back-to-back, though. Sometimes it'll, one we posted up on Twitter, um, which you can follow at uh, Unedited Pod um, on Twitter. Um, they're going to be posted there, you know, when the when I don't have them on the podcast. Um, so yeah, here we go with the Houston Texans. You know, it's kind of getting repetitive right now. I got Bryce Young going to the Texans at one. I don't think I'll have anything other mocked unless, you know, something weird happens or I hear something weird happening. Um, so I'm going Bryce Young quarterback out of Alabama to Houston at one for Chicago. I'm going Will Anderson, you know, edge out of Alabama. Again, I think this is the correct pick. If you stay Chicago could look also to trade down and acquire multiple assets. You know, could they acquire a couple first round picks and a couple seconds to move back in this draft? Um, but right now, Will Anderson. I will have a mock draft within the next three or four weeks that will involve some trades. Um, three, the Seahawks. Jalen Carter, the interior D lineman. You could be going quarterback. They could think about it. You know, especially if, like what if they finish out the year seven and ten, and Geno doesn't look very good, and they're like, okay, well, we really don't want to pay Geno now. Do we want to draft C.J. Stroud? But right now, Jalen Carter. Uh, this is Seahawks via Denver taking Jalen Carter, the interior D lineman out of Georgia. Cardinals up to four now. I'm going Miles Murphy, the edge out of Clemson. J.J. Watt's going to retire. They need to beef up that D-line anyway, even if he was going to play. Um, but, yeah, I'm going Miles Murphy, the edge out of Clemson to the Cardinals. Colts are up to five. This has got to be quarterback. They've done – can we get the veterans in there to help us? It hasn't worked out the last two years. C.J. Stroud, quarterback of Ohio State here to the Colts at five. Falcons. You could look at a lot of places. I'm looking at D-line, though. Their D-line has been really bad this year. So I'm going Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher out of Tech. Get a guy that can go get some sacks for you, uh, cause some chaos. I like this pick for them. Tyree Wilson, the edge out of Tech to the Atlanta to Atlanta at six. Lions via Rams. New corner in my top ten. Christian Gonzalez, the corner out of Oregon. Uh, I've looked a lot more into the corners, and I really like Gonzalez a lot. Uh, I think he might be the best corner in this class, so that's why I have him going here to the Lions at seven. Panthers at eight. Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky. They're going to need a quarterback. Uh, you know, I don't know if their new coach is going to want to come in there and rule with Corral and then maybe pick up a vet. We'll see, though. Maybe we'll hear some things. They don't want to take a quarterback. They want to go a different position here to beef up around Corral or a veteran they bring in. Um, Raiders at nine. I'm going Brian Brisset, the interior D lineman out of Clemson. They need help with the D line, uh, stopping the run. Um, so I'm going with I'm going with Brisset out of Clemson. To the Raiders. Eagles at 10. I'm going Bijan Robinson, the running back out of Texas. Highest I've had him in my mocks. Uh, could you imagine this Eagles offense getting Bijan, though? It'd be insane. So, yeah, I'm going Bijan Robinson to the Eagles via the Saints at 10. Texans back on the clock at 11 via the Browns. I'm going wide receiver. New wide receiver. Uh, I think. Did I have? 
what did I have last time? 3.0. Yeah, I had Quentin Johnson as my number one. But I'm going off of, with these receivers, you never know in the NFL. So right now, I'm going more off of what who I think the best receivers are. And I still think Jackson Smith and Jigba is the best wide receiver in this class. So I'm going Texans take Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver Ohio State. I think they'll move off from Brandon Cooks. I think he'll want to go to a team that's you know, more win-ready next year. I think they'll trade him. And I think they get Smith and Jigba to help out Bryce Young here at 11. Seahawks back on the clock. Obviously, they've, they have picked three. Now they have 12. I'm going to, you know, right here you would, I would love, they could be a trade-down candidate as well because I know they want to get linebacker. I just don't see Trenton Simpson, an interior linebacker, going 12. And I think if this guy's here, why not keep loading up at corner with next to Tariq Woolen and those boys? Uh, Keely Ringo, the corner out of Georgia. I think it's a phenomenal pick. Your defense just got so much better. You got both Georgia guys. You got Jalen Carter and Keely Ringo. I think it's a great pick here for Seattle at 12. Titans at 13. You know, they're going to need some help at O-line who, no matter who the quarterback is. So I'm going Peter Skoronsky, the offensive tackle out of Northwestern here for the Titans. Patriots. I still think Mac, they're going to keep playing Mac. I don't think they're going to move off Mac and go get somebody else. But let's help him. Let's get a guy that is a playmaker, in my opinion. Uh, he's a true playmaker. Can play all over the field at wide receiver. Give me Jordan Addison, the wide receiver at USC here to New England. Jets at 15. I think they like Mike White, and maybe they bring in a veteran to compete with him if they move off Zach Wilson. So I'm going to go, let's help him. I'm going to go offensive tackle Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State here to the Jets. Steelers at 16. You can go defense for them. I think you got to help out and protect. You have good receivers. I know they're talking, could they take a Quentin Johnson or Jordan Addison here? I like your receiving core. You know, you got, you, you know, you can pick up a receiver as well. You got Pickens and Deontay Johnson. You can pick up a number three. You don't need to splash for a receiver here. So I like Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle out of Georgia, to protect Kenny Pickett. Keep him upright. At 17, the Green Bay Packers. Again, I'm going off of Rodgers is going to stay. Especially if they make the playoffs. Maybe he doesn't leave. Maybe they, you know, spend a little money and make a correct draft pick here. I'm going Quentin Johnson, the wide receiver at TCU here to Green Bay. Um, they need some more receivers, I think. You know, I, I think Christian Watson's done well. Alan Lazard's look good. But I think you need, can you get a guy that can be very special? And you're hoping that Quentin Johnson can be that guy. At 18, the Lions, they obviously took uh, Gonzalez at corner. I think they might roll with Goff next year and let this guy, Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida, uh, learn under him here at 18, uh, let him develop for a year or so under Goff, and then he comes in and he'll be your starting quarterback. Um, just realized I had the TV volume on. Got to turn that off. Sorry. If it mutes, there we go. So, yeah, Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida to Detroit at 18. At 19, Jacksonville. You know, I've al- I've always thought you want to you want to Maximo lineman, but Jacksonville's come alive to where I don't think there's an offensive tackle here that I would. You could take, and you know you could take one of the tackles, but I also think that their O line's really held up this year and done well. Uh, they obviously will have Calvin Ridley next year, so they don't need a receiver. I'm gonna go with a, on the defense side. I'm gonna go Joey Porter Jr. the corner out of Penn State. I think that could help them. Their defense has been, you know, average or really below average this year. I think Joey Porter could help them a lot. Buccaneers. You know, people are saying, could this be a Hendon Hooker spot? You know, you never know, but I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go with uh, the tackle here, Ant- uh, Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. I think he goes here to Tampa here for me at 20. Um, keep Tom Brady upright. I do think Brady will play another year at least. So I think you got to keep him more upright, give him more time. It's become such a dump down offense. You need to give him more time. Washington Redskins at 21. I'm going defense here. Cam Smith, cornerback out of South Carolina. Obviously, I would love to get a corner to Dallas here, but you know, a couple of these next two guys are going to be off the board, in my opinion, before Dallas. Uh, but it's a good corner class. You can also get a corner in round two. Dallas can also go look in free agency. They should have some money, 
So, yeah, we're going to go uh, Cam Smith, corner to South, uh, South Carolina to the Redskins. Giants also go corner. Clark Phillips out of Utah at 22. So the NFC East gets, you know, two. these two teams get two corners. Chargers at 23. I'm going to go Jalen Duncan, the offensive tackle out of Maryland. Like him a lot. I think he's going to fly up the boards. He could honestly end up being offensive tackle two or one, potentially, I think. He has the potential to go that high, depending on how he tests. Uh, Ravens at 24. I'm going to go Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. I mean, you, you probably want to keep Lamar, but let's get, get him some weapons here. A good deep ball threat. A guy that, you know, needs to develop the rest of his game, but I think he has, he's, he's got good potential, and I like this for the Ravens. Broncos via the 49ers at 25. I'm going Jared Versailles, the edge out of Florida State. Um, they need they obviously lost Bradley Chubb. I think they need some help there. You, this could be an O-line pick as well, but I'm going to go D-line here for them in the first round because I think they'll need that help. Dallas at 26. This is the guy I want if they don't take a corner, and it's probably the guy I want the most for the Cowboys. Trenton Simpson, the interior linebacker out of Clemson. I love this guy. You know, who knows if Anthony Barr is back? Who knows if Van Der Esch is back? You need a guy that can, you know, play next to Parsons. Here's your guy right here, Trenton Simpson. Uh, Bengals, I'm going, I'm going for another weapon. I mean, yeah, you have they have Jamar Chase. They have um, T. Higgins. They have Tyler Boyd. Hayden Hurst, I believe, is on a one-year deal. So I'm going Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. I mean, could you imagine, you know, Cincinnati having those three receivers and now adding Michael Mayer would be unbelievable. Chiefs, I'm going, again, Felix Enuduke Uzama, the edge out of Kansas State, had eight and a half sacks this year, nine sacks. I think he's – they need that. They need a type of guy that can just get to the quarterback. That's what the Chiefs are missing on that D-line. So I'm going to go in D.K. Uzama, the edge out of Kansas State to Kansas City. Uh, Minnesota at 29. I'm going Devin Witherspoon, the corner out of Clemson. Had a really solid – or a corner out of Illinois. Had a really solid year. I like him a lot. I think Vikings, you know, you could go O-line. You could maybe go D-line, but I really think corner would – another young corner would help them here. Uh, Bills at 30. I'm going Osiris Torrance, the interior O-lineman of Florida. You know, obviously I think Bijan's going to go a lot higher. You know, I've done – you know, after taking the two-week break, I've been really – Bijan's not going to fall past 16, 17 range. You know, maybe he gets to 20. He's probably not getting to 30, though. And uh, I think there's some other running backs you could draft later. But James Cook's really turned it up. So James Cook's, maybe you can turn him to your, you know, your starting running back with Devin Singletary as your third down back. Uh, Eagles at 31 with their second pick. They obviously got Robinson. I'm going to go B.J. Ojolari, the edge, out of LSU here for uh, uh, the Eagles and, you know, just b- boost up that defense. They've played really well this year, and, you know, adding B.J. Ojolari would not hurt. So my post, I'm going to go drink a water real fast before we get into my post-non-conference top seven teams in college basketball. So number one, I'm going UConn. I think they're the best team in the country. They've looked unreal this year. They got a game against Nova tonight, but I think UConn's truly looked special this year. Um, I really love their basketball team. Uh, two and three was tough for me between Purdue and Kansas. I went Purdue because I think if you look at the matchup, Zach Eady would be a very tough tough matchup for Kansas um, with their you know lack of size at center. Um, I do kind of think Kansas is much is better though at the one through four, but I think Purdue. Has been very solid this year. So I'm going Purdue 2, Kansas 3. That obviously can change, but right now that's what I'm going with. I'm going Houston at 4. I think Houston's a tremendous basketball team. Uh, I think that they definitely have Final Four potential written all over them, as all seven of these teams do. I'm going Arizona at 5. I think they're the class of the Pac-12. Um, I think they'll win the Pac-12. And uh, again, another team. They're really good. They're deep, too. They can play 9, 10 guys. I'm going Alabama at 6. 
This is a lot of this is raw talent for Alabama. They are very, very, very talented. Now, how much does that work in the tournament? It to me, I don't favor it in the tournament, but they are very good right now. Uh, Texas at seven. Obviously, they've had the Chris Beard situation. I still think Texas is unreal. Um, I think when you look at the Big Twelve, I think KU and Texas are Class A. I think Baylor's a little down. I think Baylor might be in Class B by themselves. Maybe TCU sneaking in there, but I don't think Baylor's as good as Texas or Kansas. I think KU and Texas are the two best teams in the Big 12. I think one of them will win the Big 12 title. So let's get into my Premier League predictions post-World Cup. Like I said, I went to the, you know, they have the predictor website. You can go through and pick all the rest of the fixtures. Uh, So here's how I have the standings playing out um, the rest of the way. Being relegated, Bournemouth in last, Nottingham Forest in 19th, and I actually have Southampton being, uh, being relegated in 18th. I do have Leicester at 17th sneaking in, as well as Everton at 16th, West Ham at 15, Wolves at 14, Leeds at 13, um, Aston Villa at 12, Fulham at 11, Brentford at 10, Crystal Palace 9, and Brighton and Hove Albion at 8th. So the top seven, obviously, uh, I believe it's five and six go to the Europa League, seven goes to the Europa Conference, and top four get to the Champions League. So at seven in the Europa Conference League, I have Chelsea. I think they're going to finish okay. Um, I think Graham Potter will get another season, but I have them finishing in seventh. I actually have Tottenham going to the Europa League, finishing in sixth. Um, I just, you know, I think Tottenham's okay. I don't think they're that, they're very good though. Um, And I think, you know, and the team above them in fifth, I have Newcastle finishing fifth in the Europa League. Obviously they're top four right now. I do think, you know, the bigger teams will We'll get them a little bit, and I think they'll finish fifth, but they're going to have a really, really good year. And this summer, I see them spending some money to get some really good players in there next year because you're going to get some players that are like, okay, well, they finished fifth. They could have a chance to win the Europa League, and they could also have a chance if we join the team, how many other good players they get. If we join the team, we could just finish in Champions League place next year. I have Manchester United finishing fourth. I know people are going to say that's, you know, not how it, it's really going to depend on will they spend on potentially another forward and potentially a defensive player in the January window. We're going to find out. I have Liverpool finishing third. I think they're going to come out firing. They obviously got Cody Gakpo. Uh, Jota and Diaz should be back in early February. Jota potentially late January. Um, Bobby Firmino back soon. I love what where Liverpool's at right now, finishing top four. Arsenal, I do have them finishing second, even though they're in first right now, but I do have them finishing second. I have Man City top in the league. I just think they're they're too good and they're the best team in the league right now. So that is my top 20 standing predictions. Obviously, we'll do more of these as it goes on. This is what I think would happen as of right now. Um, So here we go. So some awards from the pod. We're going to go player of the year in MLB, soccer, NFL, and NBA. This is all 2022, so this will count for last season, this season, um, who I think are the player of the years. Uh, So we'll start in the MLB. At third, I got Mike Trout finishing third. Um, Had 40 home runs this year. I mean, he still had an unbelievable season. The Angels suck. I have Shohei Otani as my runner-up and my winner for MLB Player of the Year from the unedited podcast, Aaron Judge, um, finishing as my uh, top guy. Um, soccer, third place, Kareem Benzema. He won the Ballon d'Or. Um, he says, I number of season, obviously, he had, in, has had injury problems, but I still think he deserves to be third. Runner-up, Kylian Mbappe, won the Golden Boot in the World Cup. Obviously, he had an unbelievable season last year. He's had a great season this year. Winner, obviously, SB Messi. He's... You know he's leading for the Ballon d'Or this year. He uh, won the world. He won the World Cup for Argentina. Messi has to be the winner of the unedited 
Soccer Player of the Year award. For the NFL, third, I have Justin Jefferson. Again, I know people are going to say, where's Cooper Cup? Justin Jefferson had an unbelievable season last year. He's had an even better season this year. Cup hasn't, you know, Cup got hurt. Um, so I'm going Justin Jefferson third. I'm going Joe Burrow runner-up. I think he's been unreal. Obviously, he made a Super Bowl. Um, uh, beat Patrick Mahomes to get there. And my winner is, though, Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to win MVP. I think the Chiefs are going to get to the Super Bowl. And he's had just unbelievable numbers that we can't overlook. So the unedited NFL Player of the Year award goes to Patrick Mahomes. In the NBA, third, Nicole Jokic. Have an unbelievable season. Won MVP um, last year. He's had, he's just an unbelievable player. So he is third. Runner-up is Jason Tatum. Went to the NBA Finals. Has gotten better this year. He's going to be my runner-up and my winner. Uh, Stephen Curry. You know, finally got that NBA Finals MVP. Won a championship again in his fourth title. But him being the sole reason they won it was it was Steph Curry. So the winner for the unedited NBA Player of the Year award goes to Stephen Curry. So those are the awards uh, for the pod. And now we're going to get into the MMA awards. These will be fun. I love doing these. Um, actually, we'll go to so the final standings. It was tight. I'm going to grab another drink of water before, I re- uh, before we get into the fan fight picks. Fan fight picks were extremely tight. My my brother and dad did not hit. I believe my dad got six points in the last one. My brother got four. It was 95, 91, 91, 87. Christian at 87. My brother only got four points. My dad only got six. He finished in last at 97 points. My brother finished in uh, second. Um, so my dad finished third with 97. My brother finished fourth with or second with 99. He only got four points, so he blew it. I ended with 102. I got 11 points in the final one to get me to 102. My cousin Christian, who went in last, was at 87. He got 15 points, and me and him tied at 102 points for the winner. So now for fan fight picks, um, Christian has one. I have one. My brother has two, and now so me and Christian each have two. Uh, my dad's the only one to not win it so far. Obviously, he'll be looking to get in. We won't have fan fight picks for a few weeks, though. You know, fights, I think it's a three or four-week break. But that was the ending of fan fight picks right there. Uh, so now for the awards, for MMA awards, my MMA awards. So upset of the year. Um, and third, I know people, you know, the odds don't scream that it was an upset. These are my awards. Alex Prayer beating Israel Adesanya was an upset for me. Massive. Israel Adesanya was my second-ranked pound-pound fighter in the world um, going into this fight. Um, I thought he was just too good all-around MMA, and he was winning that fight. He was three rounds to one heading into the fifth, and he got caught and he got finished. That's an upset to me, especially because I thought Izzy was going to go in there and wax him. So I'm going Alex Pereira third, beating Israel Adesanya as my third, uh, my third slot for upset of the year. Runner-up, Leon Edwards beating Kamaru Usman. Um, obviously, Leon was also down three rounds to one going into uh, the fifth. And, you know, it looked done. You know, for you know for three, 45, four minutes, it was all Usman. You know, Edwards really didn't have anything going. Lands the head kick to win the belt. He's going to be my runner-up. Winner, I think, should be everyone's winner for upset of the year. Juliana Pena beating Amanda Nunes. That was upset of the year to me. Clearly upset of the year. Uh, no one saw that coming. Uh, obviously my brother picked it, but that was also a desperation for him to try to win fan fight picks. Um, but yeah, Juliana Pena beating Amanda Nunes is definitely upset of the year. Submission of the year. 
Uh, my third is uh, you also. I also put submission of the year. Obviously, there's some cool ones, but I also put a little bit of, you know, what type of fight was it? You know, how big were the stakes? So I have Yuri Prohoshka's rear naked choke over Glover Teixeira again, down three rounds to one on the cards. Um, beating Yuri, beating Glover to win the undisputed light heavyweight title. I'm going Yuri Prohoshka as uh, third for submission of the year. Runner-up, Charles Oliveira, rear naked choke over Justin Gaethje. Um, obviously dropped him and then able to just snatch his neck, and it was a dominant, really. You know, he got hurt a couple times, but really it was just a great win for Charles. Number one, winner, Charles Oliveira, rear naked choke over Dustin Poirier, be my submission of the year. Um, incredible submission. Uh, Dustin was winning that fight, I believe. Um, he had looked very good, and then Charles was able to just jump on that back and get it, and it's over. He gets your back, it's really over. So Charles Alvera, rear naked choke on Dustin Poirier is unedited submission of the year. Unedited's KO of the year. Third, I'm going Molly McCann spinning back elbow against Luana Carolina. Carolina. Um, unbelievable elbow from, you know, just, it was a bat, it was, a, you know, they were just brawling, and then I know we're spinning back elbow and she's out. Uh, it was an unbelievable knockout. Runner-up, Michael Chandler front kick KO on Tony Ferguson. Obviously, this could be number one for many people. I went with a fight that had a little more stakes. I'm sure you guys, you know, if you know him, I'm sure you know what's going to be the winner. But I'm going Michael Chandler's front kick as runner-up. And my winner, Leon Edwards' head kick KO to become the undisputed welterweight champion on Kamaru Usman. Uh, you know, just the stakes. He was dead. The fight was over. And he lands that head kick, beautiful head kick, to knock out Kamaru Usman, who had been dominant as a champion. So, unedited's KO of the year goes to Leon Edwards on Kamaru Usman. Fight of the year. I have two three-rounders. Um, third, coming in third, Hamzat Shimaev versus Gilbert Burns. What a fight that was. Wild, um, entertaining as can be. Um, Runner-up, Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler. Maybe the most entertaining. Uh, but, you know, three, you know, the five-rounders that are wars get, in my opinion, get the nod because they're five-rounders. Um, but Gaethje and Chandler could easily be your fight of the year. My winner is Yuri Prohoshka versus Glover Teixeira for the light heavyweight title that Yuri ended up winning with the submission with 30 seconds left. Um, unbelievable fight, just an out, all-out war. Uh, love that fight, Yuri becoming the light heavyweight champion. So yeah, again, unedited fight of the year goes to Yuri Prohoshka versus Glover Teixeira. Breakthrough fighter of the year. It's actually not going to be a UFC fighter for the winner. Third coming in, Molly McCann. I know she just lost, but man, did she blow up. Uh, runner-up is her teammate. Again, a guy that blew up, Patty Pimblett. Uh, people could obviously have him at number one. I wouldn't say that's wrong. But I'm going winner, Johnny Eblen, the Bellator middleweight champion who came in and dominated Gegard Mousasi. He's my breakthrough fighter of the year. So all three of these people, unbelievable years. Obviously, Molly's you know lost, but she had an unbelievable year, and she boomed. So again, unedited breakthrough fighter of the year goes to Johnny Eblen, the now Bellator middleweight champion of the world. Now we get into fighter of the years, female fighter of the year. Third, I'm going Cyborg, obviously just because she keeps winning and she keeps looking dominant. She's got to be in there. Runner-up, I'm going Juliana Pena. Um, again, you know, she obviously lost to Nunes in the rematch, but she has the win, so she's got to be in here, but I couldn't put her as the winner. The winner easily to me has to be Larissa Pacheco for beating Kayla Harrison, giving Kayla Harrison her first loss in the PFL finale to win the million dollars to win the title um i mean let's just look at her year let's look her up real quick while we're here i want to say she was it was either four and oh or five and oh one of the two 
Luis Pacheco. Mixed martial arts record. So in 2022, she had four fights, right? Uh, first round knockout of Zemazula Fazalanova. <laughs> first round knockout in a minute 25. Jenna Fabian, first round knockout in 239. Olena Kolinsky, knockout in 209. Kayla Harrison, decision win to win the grant, to win the PFL final in the women's lightweight tournament in the million dollars. She went 4-0 this year. She undoubtedly has to be fighter of the year for me. So male fighter of the year. All right. This is three lighter weight guys. Um, so third, I have Charles Oliveira. He had an unbelievable year and then he lost to Islam, but he's got to be in here still. Islam Mahachev becoming the light heavy, the lightweight champion of the world. He's my runner up. My winner, Alexander Volkanovsky. I want to say, if, I, th- I think Volk only fought twice. Alexander Volkanov fought twice, right? He fought the Korean Zombie. Utterly dominant. No round one by the Korean Zombie and then finished him in the fourth. Then beat Max Holloway. Oh, about five rounds to zero. Just beat the shit out of Max Holloway. To end that rivalry for good. He has to be fighter of the year for me. It was a dominant year by him. Islam also went 2-0. He is one over Charles Oliveira. But who did he beat besides that? Olivera beats Islam. It's undoubtedly going to be Charles Olivera, right? But we're going Volkanovski here. Has to be Volkanovski for my male fighter of the year. So again, female fighter of the unedited female fighter of the year goes to Larissa Pacheco. Unedited male fighter of the year goes to Alexander Volkanovski. So now the last thing we're going to get into. Again, I said this this one wouldn't be as long. Uh, just wanted to get one out there, get back into the groove. And next week will be a big one. This is going to be the uh, fantasy football league update. Um, both leagues. I'll do the sleeper league as well, or the dynasty league as well. Uh, but we'll get in first. So we'll start with the dynasty league. Uh, I uh, sadly lost in the uh, semifinals. My team wasn't very good. I'm not surprised where I'm at, to be honest. Um, it didn't. It didn't really surprise me at all where I was at uh, matchup. So I play Fletcher this week for third, which I could just win my money back. Basically, in this one, um, it'll be the championship will be between my buddy Colby and Zach. They're both on the they're both on the podcast. They will play for the championship. Um, Holmberg eleven and three, Schmidt ten and four. I'm seven and seven. I'll play Fletcher for third. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a fun league. It was a different it was different this year because you know you had to draft a little bit, drafting on a little bit of the future and a little bit of the now. But I believe I've hit so well because I have Justin Fields and Josh Allen that I can now use one of them as trade bait to boost my team going into next year, which is good. Obviously, I still have Nick Chubb, Dave Montgomery, Jefferson. I have Wilson, Noah Fant. Um, I have guys like J.K. Dobbins, uh, Drake London, Tyler Algier, who's looked really good. Um, Zach Moss might find a team next year. He's looked He looked good for the Colts. But now the podcast league, when we're getting into, I am in the championship. Um, it'll be the one versus two. It'll be Josh versus me for the title. Uh, in the third place game, it'll be uh, Craig versus uh, Trey, um, but it'll be me and Josh for the title. Um, I have my t- matchups right now. 
going in will be I have Joe Burrow. He or he has Joe Burrow. I have Josh Allen. At running backs, he has Eckler and Barkley. I have McCaffrey and ETN. At wide receivers, he has Higgins and Kirk. I have Diggs and Waddle. At tight end, he has Hawkinson. I have Waller. Not sure if I'm going to play Waller or not, especially with Derek Carr being benched. Um, at our two flexes, he's got Aaron Jones and McKinnon. I have Zeke and Godwin. At Superflex, he's got Lawrence. I have Goff. He's playing the Niners defense against Vegas. Obviously a good play. I'm playing the Giants defense against the Colts right now. I have Cameron Dicker. He has Justin Tucker. Uh, but yeah, could see me play Schultz or pick up another tight end um, right now. Honestly, here we can we can look at who's, who's available here at tight end. Uh, Cole Komet is here. Noah Fant as well. I think we're going to actually go ahead and pick up Noah Fant right now. Who are we dropping, though? Oof. This isn't a league that's a this is a this is only gonna be a keeper league, so I think I'm just gonna go ahead and drop Jamison Williams. Hasn't really played, so I'm gonna pick up Noah Fant. Could play Noah Fant now. Definitely could play Noah Fant or Dalton Schultz. I'll have a decision to make by tomorrow because Schultz plays tomorrow. Um Jets do give up some numbers to tight ends, so I could play Noah Fant this week. But we'll see. Yeah, so I'm in the championship of that of the podcast league against Josh. Um and next week will be the last update on that. So yeah. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, KB and the boys. Um, no, I don't think bowl game picks are going my way right now. They've been absolutely disastrous for me. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with KB and the boys. And uh, then next week will be a loaded pod. We'll have a fee segment, so that will always, always be make the pod more loaded and stuff. Get, talk about post-regular season, entering the uh, entering the playoffs and stuff like that. But, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Oh, actually, no, yeah, we have, it'll be post-regular season. No, it won't. There'll be one week left. My fault. There'll be one week left in the regular season, but we'll we'll know a lot thing can happen. We can talk about scenarios as well of what can happen with wild cards and stuff. But yeah, we'll be back uh, tomorrow uh, for KB and the boys, and then next Tuesday or Wednesday with uh, unedited. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.